As we've been studying through the book of Acts, we just believe God's inviting us into the story of God more fully and more freely because of the promise of the Holy Spirit. Called to be witnesses to the activity of God. Called to uh, proclaim the good news of Jesus. To receive and respond to who uh, God is and what God is doing. And so today we're going to continue. We're going to be in Acts 3. And so if you want to turn in uh, your Bibles, it'll be on the screen. Um, we also encourage you, if you have a phone, the YouVersion Bible app is a great resource. And we've been encouraging our church to read Scripture together. We want you to grow your confidence that God will speak to you because of the Holy Spirit at work, bringing the Scriptures to life. And we believe that God's Word is alive and active. It is good for us, and it unites us as a community. And so I'm going to invite Stefan to read the text for today. All right, so this is Acts 3, 1 through 16. Um, one day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at 3 in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. And Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in, this, in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Fellow Israelites, <clears throat> why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus you handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the Holy and Righteous One and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. There you go. There you go. There's so much there. So much there. And, and one of the things that we have been encouraging is as, as you read this, pay attention to what God is kind of pointing out to you. And I just want to start and just invite uh, Jen and then Stefan. What did you feel like the Holy Spirit kind of pointed out to you in this text? Well, we've had a little bit of time to think about this, so it wasn't just today, but um, there's a couple of things that um, struck me, and every time I've read it over and over, they continue to, to speak to me, and it's probably because it's a little bit of how I'm wired. Um, it, 
It struck me first that his friends brought him to this place every day. They put him on this mat and put him in this place to beg every day. And I think, you know, we have friends in our lives and people in our lives that have good intentions for us and love us, and they want to help and do whatever they feel like is the right thing for us that's going to help us. And so that's what their friends were doing, or his friend was doing. The other thing that, that stood out to me was when... Um, Peter and John encounter the man. The man is not looking at them, I don't think. Because of the way the text is written, it seems like he's not really looking up. And then Peter says, look at me. And he looks him in the face and directly engages him. And then he says, I don't have money to give you. But what I have, I'm going to give to you in the name of Jesus. Walk. And he gave him what he had right there and so those are the things that really stick out to me yeah Stefan what about for you what do you notice so again kind of the way I'm wired like I'm like going okay how's this work you know like what's the formula Um, but like you know like in time like you know you're around folks and they ask you to pray for them and um and, and I think sometimes that we get really nervous about, like, well, am I doing it right? Or, um, you know, am I saying the right words? Or those types of things. And, I, and so what stands out to me is, is kind of the, the fullness of it is that, like, they didn't, it wasn't them. They admitted that uh, this, isn't, this isn't us that is doing this. It's not a, there's not a technique. There's not a method. It's actually this person who's doing it, and in, in, in this faith in this person that's doing it. Yeah. And so that's. Um, and again, I still wonder, you know, how does this work? But. Yeah. But that's what stood out to me. You know, I think it's good to be able to to name those places of like, how does this happen? And to even be willing to say like, I don't know. I mean, does this happen today? Like, I just want us to all acknowledge as a community, we're reading Scripture, and we just experienced in this text, and this is not the only place in Scripture where there was physical healing of someone who was known for their ailment. Like, they were known in the city as a lame beggar for a long time. And so I just think what's good is to be able to kind of see, like, there, there's a community component. There's a, they were walking together. They were just kind of going about their daily business. Anybody go about your daily business? Like, you're just going somewhere because you got to go there? What if we began to connect to the reality that the places we're going, where there are people, God is interested in meeting them? God's interested in meeting them. And I can often think about my own life, and Jennifer, I kind of related where, where you said it, is I can think about the fact that I don't have the right things to give away. I might operate out of my lack, like, well, I don't have enough faith, or I don't have enough Bible knowledge, or I'm just, you know, my life's kind of not great. Whatever it might be. But I love what you pointed out, is they offered what they did have. What they did have. And they had spent time with Jesus. They had probably seen Jesus heal. They had seen Jesus work. They had been invited into the story of Jesus. And we all are being invited into that story. What I do have, I give to you. 
the humility to receive God's activity and God's work, and then the courage to go for it. John Wimber, who's kind of quoted as, uh, he's quoted with this quote, but he's the founder of Vineyard USA. He was the first national director of, of Vineyard. He says this, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Praying for somebody to be healed when you know you don't have the power to heal them is always a risk. Always a risk. And so I just want to ask you guys, you know, you've been, you're leading Healing Prayer Night. You've been on our prayer teams. What in your own story? You know, they were, they were offering out of their own story. They had walked with God. What in your own story kind of builds your faith for this? Um, so... I was thinking about what I would share um, from examples of praying for people. And um, so I'll share a couple of physical ones. Once back early when we were um, just getting started walking with the Lord, I was new to following Jesus. Um, we were leading a home group, and there's a guy there in our home group that I, I didn't get along with very well. And um, he didn't like me, and I didn't really care for him either. But one day at the end of service, not unlike here, there was a time of prayer at the end, and he went up, and I felt like God was telling me, you need to go pray for that guy. So I did. Um, I went up there and put my hand on him, and, and, and as a result, the rest of the home group came up there, and they put their hands on, on him as well. Well, we found out later that week that he had been diagnosed with a tumor, and that he, he told us, he said, when y'all prayed for me, I felt like it was gone. And when he went and had that confirmed, that was true, that his awesome. tumor was gone. Amen. So that's one. Um, the other one is a little bit more of a drawn out. Um, I have a, a good friend who had a sick kid. And he was in the hospital for a while. And, um, and he wasn't expected to make it. And, and, and he would send out these requests via text, like, we need these specific things to happen. And we would, we would get, there was a bunch of us in this group text. We would start praying. And usually within 12 to 24 hours, we would get an answer to that prayer. Wow. And like the folks at the hospital, that were, they, they kind of had this attitude of like, this kid's going to pass away. And, um, and that actually, it turned them, like their attitudes towards. Wow. They were, it changed their minds because in this, and this child is still here with us today. He's doing That's really amazing. good. Um, but those are some physical healing stories. Most of the healing prayer and most of the healing that I'm most familiar with has to do with um, broken heart healing. Mm -hmm. That's really like if you want to go back to the text of what I have to give, that's where I have personally experienced most of it. And um, if you know me, you'll know that I'm a pretty self-sufficient person. Um, to some extent, even it'll aggravate you in my self-sufficiency, huh, babe? <laughs> um, I don't like being vulnerable and needing people. And, um, and I have gone, I've got some issues that I've been going to the Lord with for a long time, like a long time. Been praying about that stuff. And, and again, like I, um, I tend to try to work that stuff out on my own. Mm. But what I'm finding out is that when I go to receive prayer and I engage the body of Christ and other people, the, the, the healing part comes much quicker for me. Like, like I can, like, 
you know, we're talking like over a decade. Okay. That's, that's the time frame we're talking about. And so like I, I started and I was engaged with people that were praying for me mm-hmm. and a lot of change, a lot of peace, a lot of fruit of uh, my heart becoming more whole. And then there's this long period of season where I like something shifted and I was like, nah, I'm just going to do this on my own. Mm. And that was like a decade. And then here recently, again, going back to the healing prayer night, like I recognized my need for hope and healing and and engaging the community because I look at it like, hey, I need a place to go to receive prayer. And so I was like, well, why not just start something? We'll show up and, and ask God to meet us there. And as a result, every week, whether I'm praying for somebody or, and there's been a couple nights since we've started where I'm actually the one receiving prayer. Yeah. And, um, and it's led me on this path. And through, you know, like one Sunday I went to another vineyard church that has a healing um, ministry and got some prayer for myself. And I'm noticing like, subtle differences in my day where like the more I engage the peop- the peop- the body of Christ to get them to pray for me um, the faster things are happening mm-hmm. like yeah so that's basically where I'm at today with it um, there's that's a lot good. of work to be done but I know that like as these folks that are praying for me give me what they have yeah like it is making a significant significant difference and I'll leave you with one example a couple of weeks ago about a month I guess about three weeks ago someone was praying for me and they got a vision of the Lord laying his hands on my chest um, and and then we had a prayer time and that was really good and it was meaningful and noticed some differences as the week went on and then I recognized okay I want to go a little deeper into some of this stuff so I went to the other church to get some prayer. Yeah. Same vision came up. Got it a second time. Lord laying his hands on my chest. Um, this last week, there's some events that happened that really wound me up. Like I was, man, I was really feeling it. And um, I couldn't articulate what that feeling was, but I could feel it in my body, mainly with a heavy chest. Yeah. And I, I have a, a spiritual director that I meet with once a month, and I was talking with him through this. And he lives in Kentucky. We do this via Zoom. And, um, and, we, and he was like, okay, well, let's, let's pray about this heaviness that you're feeling in your body. I'm like, okay. And he was going to do something totally different, but he felt the Holy Spirit say, hey, you know, I see this vision of hands on your chest. So there we go again. So, and then I got a vision um, where, and I'm, and I'm, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, as an indiv- as who how God made me, I rationally I'm like this stuff doesn't add up to me, and, and normally I wouldn't believe it if it didn't happen as much as it does, <laughs> really. <laughs> but it's like how do you you know? It's it gives me a lot of encouragement to know that God is very present in the things that I'm yeah. walking in right now, Amen. and we're talking like over a decade's journey of this stuff, and with lots with some great highs and some valleys and all those other things, but. The presence of God has been with me. And, and the most meaningful things that have come have come through engaging the body of Christ and just asking them, hey, will you pray for me? That's so good. That's so good. I am the opposite of Stefan, and I talk to everyone, and I'm not shy at all. 
so um, I, in my journey with the Lord, um, it is very normal for me to expect community and expect um, to come to people with my hurt and, and find help. That's just a normal process for me. Um, I guess a couple of things I want to share that about healing prayer so y'all know what it is that we're doing. When we're, I don't, I mean, a lot of you have come up for prayer. Uh, when we do prayer here in the front, I know it seems weird to walk up in front of people and go to these people you don't know and ask them to pray for you, but it is, it is such a, I mean, for a lack of a better word, it's just such a really cool experience because it's not really the people that are here praying for you. It's really the work of the Holy Spirit. It's the work of God, like, reaching out to love you in that moment. And um, I have been the recipient of that so many times in so many spaces. And every single time, every single time, I have come away more whole with mm. some change inside of me, some life, something, more freedom, more peace, whatever it was. And, you know, what's fascinating about it is that the Holy Spirit is at work in each one of us. And so when we're praying for somebody, it's really the Holy Spirit that's praying. He's the one that's doing the ministry work. He's the one that's speaking those words of life and truth. Um, it's the power of God. It's not the person that's up here praying for you. We're just listening. That's all we're doing when we're praying is we're just listening and seeing what the Lord might be doing or what he wants to say to you. Um, so I really encourage you guys, no matter what it is, whatever it is that ails you, if it's a physical pain or an emotional pain, come for prayer. Either come to the, the Wednesday nights or come down um, and let us pray with you or whoever's here. Um, because the people that are here doing that are doing it because, like Peter and John, that is what they have to give. Yeah. They're just saying, hey, we, we want to be vessels and we're here to give what we have and this is what we know to do. Um, in my journey, when we landed at the vineyard, um, Grace was a baby. She was little and she's 20 now. And we, um, so we've been in the vineyard a long time and, and we had had some things go on in our life that were really um, difficult in our marriage. And so when we landed here, uh, this is when the church was still the chapel, um, there were some really sweet ladies um, that came around me and they spoke life to me. And I was used to being in community because the church I was in before had a lot of, it was home groups, cell groups, it was, that was the, part, the model of the church. So I was used to that, but God was doing a deep work in my heart at that time and I needed more. And so when we came here, this group of ladies who didn't know me at all, they just loved me. And they would carve out time to meet with this really emotional lady who was crying like all the time. And they never made me feel weird. They never made me feel anything less than beautiful and lovely for my heart, for the tenderness of my heart and all of its vulnerability they accepted. And they just prayed for me and they continued to nurture my heart and care for it. 
and continued to ask the Lord to bring healing to the places where I was really hurting and needed care. And they just did that over and over and over. And through time, I received a lot of, a lot of care and a lot of healing. I also received the blessings of powerful relationships through them and through the work of God. I began to see Jesus differently, and I began to understand him in a different way. That has transformed my life. Um, it's also given me the ability to not be so worried about things, about how I might be perceived, because these people didn't judge me. They just loved me. Um, so I just cannot say enough good things about getting prayer for anything that's on your heart. And we have had people come up for prayer for all kinds of things, all kinds of things. And that's the beauty of God. There is not one thing that he ha doesn't have a place to meet your need. He, doesn't, he has it already for us. It's already available. And he wants that and desires that. Um, and lastly, I want to say about um, physical healing, I don't have a lot of experiences of praying for people for physical healing that come to my mind right away. I could probably go back and read through journals um, and dig out things where we knew there was, like when we were praying for this baby, praying for, you know, healing for somebody and then seeing it and praying and seeing it and praying and seeing it. Um, but I'm always eager to pray for healing and to believe that it's possible and that God is doing that today and that he desires that for us today, that it is not too difficult for him to heal, that those things happen in people's lives. Even when there is no hope, God never runs out of hope. And so, you know, even if I don't know what the circumstances are, I love to jump in and ask the Lord, would you please, would you please bring life, bring healing, let your life flow through this human. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. There's so much there. I would encourage, I know there's more that could be told. And I want to just give like one thought that's going to lead us into a time of taking a risk as a community to pray for healing. And as y'all have been sharing, I, you know, we talk, community is present. The willingness to risk, the, the vulnerability and just openness, of, and really it's humility saying, I need help. I was thinking back into the text, and it says this, why do you stare at us as if by your own power, by our own power or godliness, we had made this man walk? Sometimes I think we can hear a story about healing is that like we have to have enough faith to make it happen as the ones who pray. This last week or two, I heard of, an, of a situation where somebody had a broken wrist and I thought, I should pray for them. And guess what I did? I didn't. I didn't. Your lead pastor, a thought that I'm pretty positive was Holy Spirit inspired, pray for this person's wrist to be healed because if it's healed, they'll be able to continue working. I didn't do it. And you know what that's done? It's just made me more willing to go, God, the next time, the next time, would you just let me, would you let me risk? Because what's the worst thing that could happen? Hey, I just want you to know I care about you and I don't want you to miss work. 
It's not our power, and it's not even our faith. And then here's the other thing. Sometimes we think it's the faith of the person coming to get prayer, like, I've got to have enough faith for God to heal me. The person didn't even ask for it. They were asking for money. So I want us to realize that the reality of God and his kingdom is what makes this possible. It's the power and presence of God that says there is healing for hurts, there is restoration of bodies and minds and souls and hearts, and here it is, it's in the text. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. It is the power and presence of God with us who speaks life, who authors life, and that can be for our hearts, for our minds, for our relationships, for our lame legs and our blind eyes, for our spiritual blindness, for our needs, great, small, and everything in between. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. You have heard stories of healing in their story. They testify to it. They proclaim. They are witnesses. And here's what we want to do. If you are here today, and if you're online, you can even comment If you have a story of God's healing in your life, either you have been healed or you have prayed for someone and they have been healed, we want to invite you to stand to add your story of hope to this community. Can y'all stand? Only if you have it. There's there's at least one more. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. This is the exponential move of God. One of our kids' ministry volunteers came to me during worship and said this, I have been healed of a heart condition, and as I'm worshiping, God's bringing it to the surface for me. And I believe that maybe there's somebody here today who has a heart condition. And I said, and they were saying, we should pray for him. And I said, well, that's good, because we're going to preach on healing today. <laughs> the text is on, about healing. And so here's what we want to do. I want you to stay standing, okay? Because we don't want this next group to stand alone. If you're here today and you would love to receive prayer for healing, physical healing, relational, financial, mental, emotional, or spiritual, I realize it's a huge risk, but we're going to invite anybody who would like to be prayed for for healing to stand today. So here's, what, here's how this works. We want to kind of like, I'm going to do like a clinic on healing at the vineyard because here's what we really believe. We believe when God called this church to be planted 22 years ago, it was to be a healing place. And as I've read through Acts, I go, Lord, let us pray for more healing. And sometimes it's miraculous. Bam, stand, and they stand. See, and they see. Sometimes it's the prayer that comes in year 40. Stephen talked about decades of prayer. Jennifer talked about years of prayer. And so we're just going to begin to ask the Holy Spirit to come to where you are. And if you're willing, if you're standing in the room and you're willing for somebody who's 
had healing happen to come stand by you, just raise your hand. We want to, we realize, you know, if that's comfortable, if you're willing to have somebody come stand with you um, and pray for you close by, would you just raise your hand? And some of these people who have uh, prayed, part our prayer ministry team, if you're, um, so let's just look around the room and say, yeah, y'all go. And so, God, we just begin to ask that you would come. If this is new for you, just keep your eyes open and watch. Because here's the deal. We do not have the power to do this. But we believe in a God who loves to come. We believe in a God who loves to come. And honestly, sometimes it's really surprising to me. So Holy Spirit, we just begin to ask that you would come and move. We ask for healing to come right where it's needed. I want to tell you what I'm learning about praying for healing. The declaration of God's kingdom is that all things are being made new, that he will wipe every tear from our eye, no more disease, no more sickness, no more death. I think when we ask for God's kingdom to come, our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We testify to the hope of heaven and to the story of God. That God is bringing a story of life and we will risk that with people here and now. Whether it happens miraculously in the moment, whether we pray for decades at a minimum, we are saying, yes, God, you are writing a story of redemption. And so today we say, your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Sometimes when we pray these kinds of prayers, you might begin to experience the Holy Spirit. Whether it's in tears or just peace, nearness of God. In the story, in Scripture, we see a tangible encounter. His lame legs became strong. I want to pray for, um, I don't know if this makes sense, but as we were reading the story, and as they were telling stories um, of the healings that they've seen if you were in the room and you felt this battle happen inside of you, I want to pray for you. There was this collision of like your heart kind of longed for like, I would love to see that. And at the same time, you thought, that's, yeah, I, I just, I mean, yeah, it's in the Bible, but I don't think that's for today. Like you just felt the collision and you heard it in Stefan's story, like the collision of like the, the rationality of it. And then what if there's a God that, like, can reach beyond that and do that? And if that makes sense to you, I just want to pray for you. You don't even have to stand up. You don't even have to acknowledge. But it's that collision of, like, faith and doubt. I think God loves to just show up for us in those places. So, God, I just, if that connects with anybody in the room today, I just pray, Holy Spirit, would you speak to them? Would you begin to give us the freedom to long for the things of your kingdom, to, to maybe grow our courage and our capacity to risk? 
Would you begin to just increase the risk factor of this community to risk outside of these walls, to pray for our friends? Maybe right now you have a friend who is just dealing with long-running chronic illness or they're facing some health issues. If God brings them to mind, would you do the opposite of what I did? Would you reach for them and just say, can I just pray for you? Just invite God's kingdom to come. So much of this is just our willingness to hear God and respond to God. And if I know our students are in the room. God, I pray for our students that you would um, allow them to have tangible, experiential moves of the kingdom, that they would have stories of healing. Now, in their teen years, would you come, Holy Spirit? Would you give them visions? Would you give them hope that the reality of heaven is breaking in here and now? We're going to continue to pray. I'm going to invite us to stand fully as a community. I just, I just want you to know, I long, as lead pastor of the Vineyard Church Pearland, my heart longs for more stories of healing. And I'm going to tell you why. In my own story, I spent a decade sitting as a licensed clinician, hearing honest stories of people's lives. And here's what I began to realize about our city. The normal stories are full of hurt and hopelessness. Right now, a year of hopelessness, a year of hurting, a year of uncertainty, job loss, strain on relationships. If you wake up every day feeling sick or ill, it is a struggle. Depression, worry, anxiety, it is normal in our human experience. And I love that there is a God that says, that is not my normal for you. My normal for you is the reality of heaven in my kingdom where I wipe every tear. No more disease, no more sickness, no more broken relationships. Normal for me is forgiveness and healing. My hope for us as a community is we would reach more for the normal of heaven here on earth than the aches and pains that we probably all know and the people around us all know. May God Move us out into our city where we have relationship to be people who will say, God, come with you, author of life. Write a story of life for my friend. Resurrection power of God, come where it feels like death. So God, I bless our community to embrace the fullness of your kingdom. Holy Spirit, come and begin to build our faith in greater ways because it is a gift from you. God, would you move us out into our city to the people you love to be people who will reach with great risk for healing. Not because it's our strength or our, our power, but because it is a reality found in you, God, the author of life, the one who has resurrection power. Holy Spirit, come and fill us that as we're walking about our day, we would hear your voice and we would respond with yes to you. God, I bless this community for more stories of hope, for more stories of healing. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Hey, we are glad that you are here today. I'm going to just let you know, if you want prayer, come. I realize it is a unique ask to ask you to stand in front of a community, but we want to honor you. We realize there's a vulnerability to that. We will have people available. If you want prayer, just come on down. If you're online and need prayer, just let them know through the comment thread. 
you can contact our office this week, but we want to continue to reach for heaven here on earth. Join us next week. We're going to continue this journey. There's so much more for us in what the Spirit is doing. We love that you are worshiping with us today. Experience God's grace as you go and encourage each other as you go. We'll look forward to worshiping real soon.